The time is 9 o'clock and you are listening to CHMA 106.9 FM. Hello and welcome to Tantramar Report on CHMA 106.9 FM and chmafm.com. We're broadcasting from Sackville, New Brunswick, the heart of the Maritimes, on the traditional and unceded lands of the Mi'kmaq people. I'm Erica Butler. It's Thursday, November 9th on today's show. I get really emotional just even thinking about it because, you know, he was just a kid when... Uh, when he enlisted. In advance of Remembrance Day this Saturday, we take a trip back to the unveiling of Sackville and Dorchester's newest memorial banners and hear from family members responsible for honoring some of the region's veterans. That's coming up right after some news and information briefs. A group of 20 residents from southeast New Brunswick and six members of a community advisory committee toured the medium security section of the Dorchester prison on Wednesday. The group heard from about a dozen different staff and a handful of inmates and visited various parts of the prison, including cell blocks, classrooms, program rooms, a gym and recreation area, the chapel and the library. The tour was part of an Awareness Day event organized by the Community Advisory Committee, which is an independent body serving as the eyes and ears of the community at the prison. The group meets regularly with Dorchester prisoners, staff, and administration. Hundreds of people work at the Dorchester Institution, which operates medium security and minimum security sections, housing about 580 prisoners in total, with another 40 to 50 people in treatment at the Shepherdy Healing Centre. CHMA joined the tour, but we can't bring you the voices of staff and prisoners as recording devices were not permitted inside the prison. A group of Sackvillians, including local artists, community organizers, and Mount Allison faculty, staff, and students are organizing a rally calling for a ceasefire in Gaza on Sunday, November 12th at 3 p.m. in Bill Johnstone Park in downtown Sackville. Organizers say the event stands against both anti-Islamic and anti-Jewish hate, as well as all forms of racism. The event is listed along with more than a dozen others across the country on the website ceasefirenow.ca. The Fredericton Police Major Crime Unit is investigating the 2022 death of Daryl Michaud, native of Sackville and brother of former Sackville Mayor Sean Michaud and former Provincial Cabinet Minister Peter Michaud. Daryl Michaud died while awaiting care in a Fredericton Emergency Department waiting room on July 12, 2022. According to Fredericton Police, a coroner's inquest into his death was paused in June of this year after the office called in police to investigate. Fredericton Police haven't released further information about the active investigation. In the aftermath of Misha's death, Premier Blaine Higgs fired then-Horizon CEO, CEO Dr. John Dornan, dissolved the two partially elected health network boards, and shuffled then-Health Minister Dorothy Shepard to another portfolio. Now on to today's main story. Remembrance Day is coming this Saturday with a service at Convocation Hall and then a parade to the Cenotaph at Memorial Park. But for weeks now, the streets of Sackville and Dorchester have been honouring some of the region's veterans. A memorial banner program, which started in Sackville in 2016 and expanded to Dorchester in 2019, now features nearly 200 banners, featuring photos and basic information submitted by family members. The banners are organized by Garth Zwicker and Mike Gillespie, with printing and design costs covered by family members and installed on light poles by the Town of Tantramar Public Works staff. This September, Zwicker, Gillespie and about 25 family members attended a ceremony at the Tantramar Civic Centre to unveil the 10 new banners added in 2023. 
Darla McPherson's grandfather, Russell Kay, is featured in one of this year's newest banners. Kay served as an engineer in World War II. So he volunteered because back then um, it was hard to make money. And so he was making a dollar a day in the woods. And going in to join up, he had uh, one child and my mother was on the way. So he said, I'm going. I'm going because that'll be a good paycheck for my family. So he went at the age of 33, he went uh, to uh, basic training. My mother was born while he was in basic training and uh, he left right in 1941 and he didn't come back till 46 because I know the war was over in 45, but he was an engineer. So he had to stay longer to do cleanup after the war and fill in bomb um, holes and that kind of thing. I have pictures of some of the bomb holes because he served in England. He never went to the continent. He served in England. But he was involved, obviously. There was a lot, the Battle of Britain and, and uh, all of those strikes with the bombs. Um, and he built trenches and he built living quarters and, and so on. So, yeah. McPherson's mother was already five years old before her father returned home. Like many veterans, Russell Kay didn't talk much about his experience. You couldn't get him to tell stories, no. But then I have the pictures, so I have some stories from the pictures. Yeah, Him with wood, uh, cutting down logs and, and putting them through a mill to build something and the big bomb and pictures of him and his buddies in Aldershot. Um, that's what I have. And letters home. Letters home, but they didn't say, they just said, I'm doing okay. My grandmother was Margaret. He called her Peg. So he'd say, I'm doing okay, Peg, and keep sending pictures of the kids. McPherson tears up when she thinks about the chance to honor her grandfather's memory. No, it's huge. It's huge. I love my granddad very much. I was 16 when he died. So it's just wonderful to honor him. Yep. Sorry, I'm getting emotional, but... When I saw them go up, I said, I got to do that, but I, you get, life goes by. And so I asked last year if I could do it, but uh, I was too late. So he's in this year. <laughs> yeah. And that's when I found his pictures because my mom just passed away. So then I got all the pictures. And then I said, I've got to get this picture on a banner. So that's what I did. Dorchester resident Mike Purdy was involved in the first run of memorial banners back in 2016 and now has added a banner featuring his father, Hubert Purdy, to the streets of Dorchester, where he lived and served as a village councillor for many years. So my father is uh, Hubert Purdy. He was in the uh, 4th Armoured Division uh, in the Second World War. As a, um, he was a private. He was the guy who would walk, a, like they had tanks, they had trucks and that type of thing, but he was the guy that would walk alongside of all of that. So he didn't have a glamorous job, if there was such a thing. But, uh, yeah, he um, covered a lot of ground in Europe. So he was in, you know, France, Belgium, Germany, uh, the Netherlands. He just uh, walking the whole way, and he was injured three times during that time. He uh, was somewhere in Germany when, when it, everything fell, and he had signed up to go uh, to the Pacific um, Theater because that was still raging, right? Japan was still, everything was going on. So when he left there after the, after the war was over in Europe, um, he was supposed to go that following August to Kentucky for more training before going to, uh, you know, somewhere in Asia, wherever they, wherever they sent him. And then in um, August they had the uh, Hiroshima 
Nagasaki, the bombs were dropped, the war was over, so that was the end of his service. Mike's father, Hubert Purdy, was born in Nova Scotia, but ended up in Dorchester, New Brunswick in the late 50s, taking a job with the Dorchester prison as a guard before moving to the Westmoreland Institution prison farm next door. For most of his life, he didn't talk about his war experiences. It was very hard to get him to talk about the war, um, as it is for 99% of the folks. Um, maybe two or three years before he passed away. Uh, he, he lived till he was 91, so... Um, the local school in Dorchester had asked to be the special guest at their Remembrance Day services for the kids. He couldn't do it emotionally. He, still, he had some physical problems, but emotionally he just couldn't do it. So my youngest son and I, we interviewed him and wrote and got as much information. And that was about the most I'd ever seen him, uh, you know, reveal. But yeah, so learned a lot just, you know, a few years before he passed away. Purdy says that every year when the banners go up, he and his family members search to find out where Hubert will be featured this time around. Each year that they go up, you go looking for where your dad is, right? And it does, it makes you emotional, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And then the grandkids and the kids, like, they're all looking for Grampy or, you know. So, yeah, it's been, it's been a good experience. This really, really means a lot to us. You know, it, uh, as soon as I, I, as soon as we found out that it was possible to do this, I and and I learned who the contact person was, Michael Lisby. I uh, we made it happen, and and he was really excellent to deal with. It just all happened so quickly, and it just means so much to my family. So Esther Cox, formerly Esther Casey, grew up in Dorchester. Her father, Henry Casey, is featured on one of the banners that hangs this year for the first time in Dorchester. Well, he, he was actually an aircraft mechanic during the, uh, during the Second World War. And um, so um, Dad was very, very private about his service, uh, as you, I'm sure you've heard that before. But we did, um, we did hear afterwards, not from him, but from a, actually it was a write-up in the Ottawa Citizen, that uh, these aircraft mechanics, they would have to go where there were to salvage parts from planes that had actually crashed. And uh, what they didn't know, they were walking through minefields. And, um, but Dad never shared that with us. We, I found out about that many years later through this newspaper article in Ottawa. Esther Cox says she and her family are touched by the opportunity to remember and honour her father. I get really emotional just even thinking about it because, you know, he was just a kid when, uh, when he enlisted. He was, well, he lied about his age. He was 17, and back he had to be 18. And uh, so, um, anyway, he, I don't know why they didn't check those things out back then. But anyway, I've heard that before, that uh, a lot of these veterans were younger than they, well, I think he might have turned 18 in that same year, but... At the time, he was only 17, so just a, just a child, really, when you think about it. So it means, means a lot. It means a lot to me, and it certainly means a lot to the rest of the family. So. That's Esther Cox, one of the family members responsible for the memorial banners that line the streets of Sackville and Dorchester in advance of Remembrance Day. Organizers Garth Zwicker and Mike Gillespie say the memorial banner program has just about maxed out. The town has set a limit of 150 banners for Sackville and 50 banners for Dorchester. So with room for just eight more, it's not certain whether or not there will be another unveiling in 2024.
Zwicker says there are plans afoot for a more permanent use for the memorial banners, though he won't say what's in the works. This year's Remembrance Day service in Sackville will take place at Convocation Hall on the Mount Allison campus beginning at 10 a.m., followed by a parade which will march from from Convocation Hall to the Cenotaph for the laying of wreaths and crosses. In Dorchester, the IODE Shepherdy Chapter has invited people to the Dorchester Cenotaph on Main Street for 10.45 a.m. on November 11th. That's it for Tanchamar Report for this Thursday, November 9th. In light of the continuing Facebook ban on Canadian news outlets, help us spread the word about CHMA's work by sharing stories via email or just telling your friends and neighbours to check out CHMA at 106.9 FM or chmafm.com. I'm Erica Butler. Thanks for listening. What's up? You're listening to Witch Prophet on CHMA 106.9 FM, Sackville, New Brunswick. Happy Thursday morning and welcome to the late morning show here on CHMA. That was your Tantramar Report, courtesy of Erica Butler. I am your late morning host, JC, and you are listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick voice of the marshes. The time is 9.13, and now is the time for a little weather update for all of you beautiful Thursday morning CHMA listeners. So, it is currently one degrees out. Today, cloudy with a 60% chance of rain showers or flurries. I know we had a few flurries this morning. Uh, It's going to be a low of zero by the evening and a 60% chance of rain showers in the evening. On Friday, tomorrow, it's already Friday, can't believe it, a few flurries and rain showers ending in the morning and then a mix of sun and cloud throughout the day. It'll be a high of plus five and in the evening a low of minus two. On Saturday... It will be cloudy with a high of plus three. And in the evening, cloudy again with a low of minus four. On Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of plus three and clear in the evening with a low of minus seven. And then getting right into the next week, on Monday, it'll be sunny with a high of plus two and a low of minus four in the evening and on Tuesday. A mix of sun and cloud with a high of plus one and a low of minus three. All right, let's take a short music break and be back with a few local announcements. So up next for your listening pleasure, we have Noche with their song, Is It Love? Here 
Every Thursday at 10 a.m. for Can Queer, Canada's top LGBT community radio show. With a combined radio experience of over 15 years, the Can Queer team looks at the biggest issues facing gender and sexual minorities living in Canada. Check out this engaging and entertaining show Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. on CHMA 106.9 FM, the voice of the marshes.
welcome back to the Thursday edition of the Late Morning Show here on CHMA. That was Heaven is 10 Zillion Light Years Away by Curtis Noisad, Luke Selleck, and Andrew Renfro. All right, I am your late morning host, JC, and you are listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick, broadcasting live to all of you beautiful people from the third floor of the Wallace McCain Student Center. The time is 9.24, and what a perfect time it is for a few of those local announcements, I promised you. So, this Saturday, November 11th, is Remembrance Day. To honor our veterans and remember the sacrifices of those lost, an outdoor Remembrance Day service will be held at the Dorchester Cenotaph at 4984 Main Street. The service will take place at 10.45 a.m., To order a wreath or cross for the event, please call 506-379-6213. That's 506-379-6213. All right, also, every Thursday, so that is today, every Thursday at 7.30 p.m., head to the Amherst Theater for the Sackville Film Society's weekly screening. Tickets are $10 and are available at the box office. This week's film is A Compassionate Spy, directed by Steve James. A Compassionate Spy is a gripping real-life spy thriller about controversial Manhattan Project physicist Ted Hall, who infamously provided nuclear secrets to the Soviet Union, told through the perspective of his loving wife, Joan, who protected his secret for decades. Recruited in 1944 as an 18-year-old Harvard undergraduate to help Robert Oppenheimer and his team create a bomb, Hall was the youngest physicist on the Manhattan Project and didn't share his colleague's elation after the successful detonation. For more information, please head to SackvilleFilmSociety.com. So, that is tonight at 7.30 p.m. at the Amherst Theater. It's going to be a great time, so you might want to go and check that out. Um, Also, uh, Mount Allison... Open Observatory Nights, or Moon, are held on the first and third Thursday of every month. So that, I believe, includes today. It might not. It does not include today. Well, it would be next Thursday. Uh, of it. So the first and third Thursday of every month, third Thursday, is next Thursday. And it's put on by the Mount Allison Physics Department. Visitors of all ages can head to the Mount Allison Gemini Observatory from 8.30 to 10 p.m. to connect with faculty, see stars and planets through through the telescopes, and ask questions about the universe. These events are subject to change due to weather conditions, so please check mta.ca slash m-a-g-o by 5 p.m. the day of for confirmations or cancellations. All right, now back to the music. So up next... For your listening pleasure, we have Shred Kelly with their song, Lost Without You. We got a house made a little home on a piece of land we don't know. It's all we need to be satisfied with a life we're trying to Shelve all of these big ideas Keep it small for a while Find a new appreciation for What was there all along 
Thank you.